Disclaimer, I don't own any of the music played in this episode. So don't sue me. All music that is played is reserved to its respectful owners. This is protected. Yeah. Anyway, the spinners. Spin it, baby. Because I won't be there. I won't be a triangle. Because I ain't going to try to holler at you. But if you want me to be. I don't know around the circle. <laughs> you want me to be your little ergo. Maybe I'll be in your circle. Welcome back to episode 54. Of the Isolated Thoughts Podcast. My name is Langston Mayo. And you know. If it gets a little ooky ooky. Look to your left and there'll be a. And insert the X-Files theme here. Um, still can only find this podcast through Patreon. So thank you to all my patrons. You are great people. I, I, I love you and I <laughs> thank you for rocking with you, rocking with me. So, of course, just thank you, Karen, Kyle, Cyrus, Katila, Sharan, Sophia, Liera, Gabe, Thais, Sergio, and Khalil, you know what it is for real. Um, yeah, go on the website. I know I haven't really posted anything formally about it, but I'm trying to make a post about it. But everything's live. You can order merchandise. I got the hoodie in the in my uh, closet right now. I got the t-shirt. I've been rocking it. Feel good. Feel nice. Make me feel all right. 
I yeah, I have some stuff to talk about today. Saturday the third. Tomorrow is to Madre's birthday. Uh, won't be able to be in town to celebrate with her, which is uh, unfortunate. I don't know the last time that I haven't been able to celebrate my mom's birthday uh, with her, but yeah, we send in send love that way. Um, yeah, I got some things, but not too many things. Thanks. Trying to get uh as I'm still finishing all the shit school stuff that I talked about the other episode. I'm also in the midst of trying to move and all that shit too. So I just appreciate y'all tapping in, wapping in. I so some heavier, not heavier, but you know, serious, more serious. Shit talk about, I feel like I haven't talked about in a while. And that is, we'll talk sports and real shit. So, first thing that came to mind for some reason, I didn't even write it down, but Shikari Richardson and the Olympics. So, in short, I think it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, it makes sense that I guess she must have smoked the night before or something, uh, you know, the Olympic trials, if you're unaware, were in Eugene, Oregon, Tracktown, USA. The trials have been here for decades because uh, Nike's history and, yeah, it's Eugene. So she's from Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas, stand-up, D-Town, Boogie, the sixth fastest woman in world history, yeah, she's the truth. Uh, everybody was loving it, especially she was a young black woman that, you know, just was expressionally, like, expressing herself in the way how she showed up from her nails to her hair, um, tats, all that shit. And the energy she kind of provided when she spoke about things. And it just... Yeah, it was, it was like a little picture perfect. Like, look at this. Like, you know, I'm confident. I want you to know it. And we was happy to see a black woman getting her thing in. But the report says that the night before the 100, she got, like, found out that her, or the day before, I guess the day before she found out that through a reporter that her mom had passed away, her biological mom had passed away, and she didn't know until then. And so she smoked, allegedly smoked some uh, marijuanas or consumed some marijuanas. Can't say if she smoked it or not. And, you know, went out the next day and boom, bow. You know, did an amazing job, and uh, the tests have come back, and she... Failed to test uh, for THC or marijuana, they reported it to be, but you know, that's what was found. And everyone has it's pretty polarized. Folks are a lot more folks are rooting for it, but there's a lot of folks who are like, well, if you know, you, you, you do the crime or you do the time, and no stupid shit, bro. I'm not, I'm never shilling for no fucking. I'm not super duper invested because it's the Olympics either way. But, of course, I want to see a young black woman who's 
worked hard and clearly weed is not going to make you run faster or give you an edge in any way physically over another person um so i i don't see i i, I just don't see like sure the rule already yada 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 but I, I i don't rock with that i don't rock with that type of rhetoric of like well it was a rule i wouldn't have done it shut up shut up listen rules are man-made okay rules are to be agreed upon if they're agreed upon i think there's some rules that are already in place they should just follow like it's, it's better better go to the path of least resistance and I, I don't understand anyone can say in the same breath, like, yeah, it's not fair. It isn't right, but the rules are the rules. Like, all right, bend over, get fucked, and, like, just shut up and stay over there. Just stay over there because that's, if that's how you view life, like, it's stupid. Marijuana. We, 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 come on, bro. I, that's why I didn't even write it down in my notes because it's, it's, it's stupid to talk about. I... I guess she's still allowed to prop, um, run in the relay, but she would not be allowed to run 100. Which I don't know how the fuck that makes sense, that she'll be suspended through one competition, but not... Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. So, yeah, allow her to run, man. Marijuana, sh- again, I believe if we're going to test for drugs, we should test for drugs in all occupations. Even though I'm with decriminalizing drugs all together across the board, you name it. Crack, heroin, meth, cigarettes, alcohol. Um, and again, decriminalization doesn't mean the promotion, doesn't mean the support. Y'all think y'all know how I stand on. Like, I don't drink. I don't stand by alcohol. Like, I, I, I this is a random thought. But I always said, like, if I get in a position where I am advertising things, I don't think I can ever advertise alcohol. Like, it doesn't matter what the back looks like. I just don't think I can ever in good conscience ever do a Diddy Ciroc. Like, if it's, like, you just have to have the Ciroc and, in, like, me in the same picture. All right, I ain't going to, like, I ain't going to fucking, you know, turn down a couple thousand dollars to be just standing next to some Ciroc. I, I, I didn't walk into a liquor store before and stood next to some Ciroc. <laughs> so I get paid to do it all right. But if I have to like, ooh, this is my like, this is the hot brand. I can't do it. Ace of Spade, Ace of Black of Diamonds, uh, Tequila, Relila, uh, Shabita. No, I, I just can't. Good caution. I good conscience do that. Um, yeah, but I feel like I, I, I would if you no know, a dispensary, preferably black owned, uh, or at least uh, that's what the white people say, the POC, uh, or at least, yeah, someone of the person of color owns a dispensary. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll get my little little shirt and hat on. Come on down to Bud's, Bud's, Bud's dispensary. Come get your Bud's, Bud. But all that, coming back to my main point about let's, you have to decriminalize drug use because you have to start decriminalizing, like deconstructing the way that we view criminals and criminalization and shit. The soul, I get it. People don't know any better. Going back to the statement of rules are rules, man. That don't be a knucklehead. Like my nigga, 
someone smoking marijuana to do a job. Like, yes, I would like my doctors and my, yeah, my, like my surgeon, my dentist, my police officers, not my police officers, but you know, police officers, I don't want, I would want them not, I want them to be sober. Um, yeah, I would like for them to be sober and If we're like, I will, like, why not test them? Like, te- like, I'm trying to see how I really have to put it outside of drug use when you push it underground. In terms of, like, we live in the prohibition era of drugs. The same way that prohibition, no one stopped drinking. They drank even more and went underground with it. So, yeah. Let her run. And I don't really care too much either because it is the Olympics, but... I don't like to see. And then they had those women from, ah, see, I, I don't, I won't speak on it because I don't know, but I know there's two women. I want to say they were from a country in Africa. I don't know what country. And they tested too high for testosterone, but they're cisgendered women. And because of very which is apparently transphobic um rules about testosterone levels uh because it is like that's only thing that makes sense to me it's the idea that like ooh non cisgender women running let's not allow that because i forgot what the exception was there's some weird exception to the rule that if women could have above quote-unquote normal testosterone levels of course you know hgh and fucking Steroids and shit could affect that for a woman, but if they didn't test positive for any, like any illegal substances, if you're just testing for testosterone levels, that's, yeah, man. But outside the Olympics, you have Chauncey Billups. So, you know, Denver, Colorado, um, it's a peculiar place for myself, but Roots are very much connected there. And if you know anything about Denver, Colorado, especially Denver sports history, local sports history, at least, you know, it's Elways and shit, but you know about a young kid from the Park Hill neighborhood. Um, and, you know, Hiawatha Davis. And then outside of Park Hill, but still in the area, you have. Hill Middle School or Hill Campus of Arts and Sciences. You have George Washington High School, Denver Public School. And then you have CU Boulder, which is a white safe haven. What these things all have in common is in Cook Park Rec Center is, you know, they all fucking house young Chauncey. Until he went to the NBA. So, Chauncey Billups, uh, soon to be basketball Hall of Fame point guard, won a championship in 2004 with the Detroit Pistons, uh, was finals MVP that same year, um, played for the Nuggets twice. Second time he played with them in his first season with the Nuggets in 2000, or first like return with the Nuggets in 2009, went to the Western Conference Finals with Nene, Carmelo Anthony, you know, the crew. Uh, 
Yeah. Was a, an analyst on ESPN, did play-by-play commentary for the Clippers, became an assistant coach for the Clippers, and now has been appointed the head coach position for the Portland Trail Blazers. Look at that. Another another Denver man coming out to Oregon. Uh, yeah, so that was – I didn't know that he was interested in that position. I'm kind of like, uh, for him because I – I think the Trailblazers are a dead end position because best case scenario, Dame stays, but Dame is on. He's still going to be like on thin ice, not because he can go, but I did like he's playing. He's going to play as connected as Dame could be because he's professional, but I, I if they do subpar, which they're going to, because the West is still going to be the West. The Suns are still going to be the Suns. The Jazz are going to be the Jazz. The Lakers are still going to exist. The Nuggets, I I don't see them unless they make some major acquisitions doing anything, and I feel bad for Chauncey, and I feel bad for Dame. So I bring this all up not just to talk about random NBA shit. Is that, again, it's been all, like, being from Denver, I have never heard of Chauncey Billups in the year I was born, 1997, uh, being like accused of sexual assault of a woman when he was uh, first drafted to Boston. I Yeah, it was very interesting to read about because I legit had never heard of it. What a second. So it was to my surprise, and I read through it, um, long story short, Chauncey, Ron Mercer, and Antoine Walker um, all meet some women out of the comedy club. They go back to Antoine Walker's house in Boston, a Boston suburb. Um, what ensues is some interactions and a girl... Waking up with her friend, I guess there's two women, uh, and saying that she'd been taken advantage of by at least um, Ron and Chauncey and Antoine was complicit, and no front, no charges ever brought against any of the men. It was just that. Ron Mercer and Chauncey Bubb settle outside the court. Um, and yeah, I I just had never heard of this shit. And I think it's interesting. One, I finally got my confirmation because I never knew Jason Kidd was black. <laughs> I was like, he, he like talks a certain way and he holds himself a certain way. He's from, he's from Oakland and shit. But I don't know. But no, he's black. Uh, <laughs> uh, just he's a light, super light-skinned brother. And so why I bring him up is that I didn't know about Jason Kidd's shit either, uh, but he got, you know, he pled guilty to, it wasn't domestic violence. It was like, he got, he got aggressive with his wife and in a DUI, no one, uh, yeah, or one. I think so, yeah. And it's this idea that none of this shit comes up until they start going for these bigger positions 
bro. They played in the league for so long. I think they both played until about 2016. So from from 97 and 2001 to be the years of their, you know, legal blemishes, it's kind of weird that they come back up as if they, you know, no one knows about them. Like, it's like someone, it's not as if someone new is coming to the forefront. Like, there's no, no new women, no new allegations. They're old allegations that have already been addressed in the court of law, or at least, you know, addressed in the court of law, even if they're settled outside in Chauncey's case. Uh, it's interesting. I, 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 I don't know. I also, they, Chauncey got a different story, uh, what seems to be, he, you know, stepped out on his girlfriend because his wife, Piper, but girlfriend at the time, uh, they've been together since high school, that how implicitly he kind of told it was, yeah, he got some, got some fellatio in the car. But dropped them off at Antoine's house. Never even went to Antoine's house. Uh, and the Portland Trailblazers did an independent like investigation, and it was it cooperated, I guess. So that's why they felt comfortable hiring Chauncey. But so does like ESPN, all these other places that hired him. I don't know it's just kind of weird. And Portland's had some out. Like I didn't like that press conference that they had. Not the people put on, because I think the people who put it on actually held it down. Uh, the black woman that was taking the questions and the president of basketball operations, they did a good job of like holding Chomsky down um, because all the questions are about the fucking allegations. Again, it wasn't like it was nothing. Like if this was something that just happened, like, Oh fuck, Chomsky got to answer this Chomsky or it's some shit that like is resurfacing that never got addressed. Bruh, like it shit settled. And this is not his first job since 1997 or anything that would suggest that, like, this is necessary to bring up. Um, yeah, man. And then they tried to do some foul shit with, like, oh, look, they didn't hire a woman and Becky Hammond as if we have a surplus of black coaches, one. And two, uh, like, one, I think it's kind of dope. It's, like, Colorado, versus, uh, Colorado State because Chauncey's a CU buff and then – um, Becky Hammond uh, went to Colorado State, I and mean, she's fantastic in her own right. I look forward to her getting her first head coaching position because uh, it's coming. It's coming soon for sure. If he, if she's not already kind of grandfathered in or grandmothered in, rather, uh, through San Antonio for however long uh, Pop has left, if she holds on, she'll be able to take the reins down there. If not, um, I think that's probably the best bet for her. And not me telling – what's good for her, but I think the it's a it's a good look. It's a good look for her to be able to have uh, a system she's already familiar with and already trusted with down there. Uh then her to walk into like a Chicago or some random ass like Sacramento like a bad situation where she's gonna have a you know fucking run of the mill team and then we'll have it like not gonna look good to get hired again somewhere. Um so yeah, I, I I hope that she can stick it out in San Antonio for another year or two, but I, and that's kind of tough because she's she's ready to go. She's biting at the chomps. She's 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 paying some dues as an assistant coach at this time. So I also understand that. But just please don't put her in a fucking bad place. Either way, 
I didn't like some of the media trying to spin that, but all the questions kept trying to ask about that. One of the ladies shut it down, the black woman that was like fielding the questions and opened it up, opened up the press conference. It was cool to see a, a basketball press conference in person again. I haven't seen that in a long time. So that's all that, man. I just, all this outrage shit. And now we'll get a little bit more serious and something I wasn't sure how I was going to talk about because it's pretty sensitive. And uh, shrug is that William Cosby, most commonly known as Bill Cosby, was released from prison this week. Um, you know, for his time spent or time served uh, for all the sexual assaults he was, uh, you know, accused of and found guilty. Of to some extent, I forget what the exact charges were, and how he was released was via taking the a, a plea deal with the former prosecutor that if he played, like pretty much no, like they agreed that no criminal charges would be brought up if he gave up his Fifth Amendment. Um, so I guess cooperated in some way and spoke with them, and. Clearly, criminal charges were brought up. Like, criminal charges were filed on the last day that they're eligible. So, probably with some, like, last-minute reading And I'm sure Bill's attorney was fighting hard to kind of get that, like, point back out to whatever judge. Like, look, 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 this is fucking, they can't do that. Uh, so, yeah. I I don't care. Not that. I make it clear because I have to make it clear. Not that I don't care about the harm Bill Cosby has caused anybody or any woman, rather. Uh, I just Bill Cosby's like eighty-four years old, bro. I don't care. I, I I just don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't know how to like put it. Besides that, I've I. If people feel unsafe with this old ass man being out, for sure. Like I, I don't. I am not to belittle or to trivialize anyone's like actual like response. Like if there's women that feel uncomfortable, I have nothing to say besides I honor that, and I look for how can we find ways to. Um, if prison's the best thing, let's talk about that and see what we can talk and figure out. And outside of that, any other like person really going to rah rah like get Bill Cosby out of here the system's broken I'm not hearing none of that shit bro like it's it's yeah so that's a thing but we'll stop talking about sports entertainers and no I'm not gonna stop talking about sports <laughs> I'll stop talking about all the legality stuff cause the NBA is still going right behind me I have the Hawks and Bucks game on right now, um, 7.50 p.m. So, minute 13 left in the fourth quarter. Hawks up. Uh, I mean, Bucks are up 10. I really wanted the Hawks to win, but clearly they weren't ready. Giannis is not even playing. They've been getting beat all game. Yeah. Really wanted to see Atlanta and Phoenix in the finals. But we'll see a hobbled Giannis against the Suns, who I think are going to win the championship. They have to. Chris Paul 
That boy Chris is playing top tier. Who respect on his name, Devin Booker. Uh, man, I think the most I'm impressed with is DeAndre Ayton. He has looked fantastic this season, but these playoffs, man, going toe to toe with Joker, uh, Joker, Jokic, but Joker. Uh, yeah, he's not going to put up right now. He's not showing he's going to put up monster numbers, but he can. He has a soft touch. He can do like he can move and do some things. Catch the ball and like oop wide, like he can jump. He, he's showing that he's the he might be the, he might just be the third best big man in the league. Might be might be getting big honey, and be an Aiden right now over like a cat over of course Wiseman of course or oh, Gobert, Mister Wee Wee. I I don't even I forget about Gobert, but he's. He's default top ten, but that's that that's it. Oh, there's this ten point game with fifty seven seconds left. All right, well, I, I won't watch that. So it's gonna be behind me. It will end before I know it. Uh, yeah, man, that's 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 really about basketball. I just I I, I look forward to seeing Phoenix win a championship. I think that's a I think that is a. Uh, a good look for CP3. Devin Booker, the dog. Jay Crowder. Tory Craig, former Nugget. Get in the ring. Guys love to see it. Nuggets are fucking stupid. But we're going to talk about some music. The Prophets watching. Food for Thought. And then we're going to have you out of here. Music. Mm, no, it's, I haven't listened to as much music this week as I did last week. Um, this week. I'll play it at the end. The new Brent and Brent Fires and Drizzy Drake record. Wasting time or yeah, wasting time. I did. It's weird. I didn't like it at first. It's pronounced. It's all produced by um, the Neptunes. I love the little like bape. Um, no net. Uh, fuck, I forget the like frail album cover, but. You know, like the baby Milo look of the Brent and Drake on the front. I like that. And at first it was just like, okay, Brent sounds decent. And I like one Drake line because it was like the uh, talking about like your, your homegirl, her apartment. I go over there. I deserve an E for effort. Only reason I liked it is because how often, you know, we're like cognitively associating like, oh, again, A for effort. But this E for effort, it was like, oh, it's not even that deep. It's I just like I, I respected Aubrey for that. Um, anyhow, I listened to it on my TV, which I don't know is like a weird way to listen to it outside for the first time. But it was like, uh, it's all right. But then I played it in the car. Yeah, man, I think I played it about twice. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. It's just Brent, really. Like I'm not like not. To, downplay Drake just it's Brent like the you gonna waste time girl waste time with me if you, if you gonna come on if you gonna if you're not gonna value your own time come on gonna waste it with me Mr. Toxic come and get it so uh that's cool I think I talked about it last week but if not the big Sean um freshman 10 year uh freestyle and honor him been on the freshman cover 10 years ago 
I know last week I talked about the XL cover history a little bit. But yeah, that was cool. I liked the video. It's a cool song. Like reminisces. I didn't know J. Cole was photoshopped. But again, if I said this last week, just skip over this. <laughs> I G Herbo. 25 new album haven't listened to it um hopefully it's good i like g herbo but yeah i'm not like pressed to listen to it but i like him rico nasty new song magic it's eh, it's not my type of rico but i see she's you no know, expanding her range which you know she's not one-dimensional <sighs> big boy sleepy brown killer mike with the song lowercase letters or no uh lowercase yeah. Uh, yeah. I I really try to stay away from all Big Boy and Sleepy like it's like Big Boy and Sleepy like Big Boy and Sleepy Brown or Big Boy rather has like put Sleepy Brown in place of Andre a little bit. Like he obviously can't replace him and nor is he trying to. But I just am not a fan of the, any of the songs they've done together. Because I don't, like, I like Big Boy solo shit. I like uh, Sir Lucius Less Foot and the son of Chico Dusty. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Boomverse. Uh, damn, the one that came after Sir Lucius Left Foot. Like, those two albums, the solo, first two solo albums are solid. I think they're, I think they're solid as hell. Um, shit, I would... Son of Chica Dusty might be a good, good album. But, and all his, like, uh, features and shit. So, I have all the utmost respect for Big Boy. I, I, I never separate him from Outkast. Outkast is one entity. Andre is not better. Right? Because they, they complement each other and they work well. And, I don't want to, like... It just sounds very like I'm trying to make money to tour still. And I just don't. Because Big Boy's verse on that survival kit, Goody Mob project from last year. Come on, let me know that you still got that shit. I know you still got it. This, I, I just cringe a little. And Killer Mike, he, no, he's doing a favor. Because Killer Mike is, has never dropped in quality since rap music. I, cause I, 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 I don't think I've really heard much of anything on the Pledge Allegiance to the Grind uh, mixtape. So, yeah, I, I'm staying away from it just because I try to keep, I try to keep a positive outlook on <laughs> a positive remembrance of the of the legacy. Uh, Gucci Mane, Ice Daddy. His fuck his album cover is a picture of his son that looks like it was made together in Photoshop. I don't know. Bruh, like you could have took a picture with you and your son, like made it like a real I'm not talking about his son. That's not it's not important. It just the cover art is very low quality. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it's <laughs> it looks like a mixtape. And I know this gets to my whole point. Like I stop I will not listen to another fucking Gucci Mane record unless like it's it's got some like hella fire features on there that I really want to look look and listen to um or he takes a hiatus because he said himself that you know if you know anything about Gucci Mane and his career 
the boy would put out mixtapes. Like he had, he was gunning. Like Viper was number one. Lil Wayne was like number two with mixtapes, and Gucci Man was a solid. No, Lil B was number two. Lil Wayne was number three, and Gucci Man was about a solid number like four. But definitely when it comes to like the quote unquote mainstream artists, yeah, he was right after Wayne with mixtapes. Like he just put out mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. Certainly a quality over quantity guy. I mean quantity over quality guy. I get it, the hustle. So he's translated that to now if he's you no. Know, and I think he's like some type of C sweep not C sweep position, but more like probably president or some type of A and R um Legit re- um, position at Atlanta Rec- Atlantic Records, and he still has a 1017 label. So I get he's translate that mixtape shit to fucking the albums, but bro, like you, no, I, I mean people are still listening to it, and thank God for Pooh Shiesty, like it kind of helped re like cement his career. Like, oh, look at my protege now, like because. He hasn't had one since Waka, and Pooh Shiesty is a a better rapper than Waka. Like, Waka has that energy, but Waka, I, I don't know if he has the longevity that Pooh Shiesty potentially can have at the quality level. And, yeah, Gucci, I don't know. I just don't, Gucci Mane, like, I think he's, I, I don't think, I know he's an Atlanta legend. I know he's like just a rap legend. But yeah, man, I'm good on all this shit. And I look behind me, the Milwaukee Bucks just—they're going to the finals. The Bucks versus the Suns. I don't know what alternative world this is, but I got the Suns in six. Uh, Suns in six. So, oh uh, yeah, I only bring this up because that's the only song ever I heard on this Ice Daddy album. Because I think Ice Daddy came out like two weeks ago. Was. Uh, Posse on Boulder Crest, which is a play on the, in, um, what's that goddamn name? Uh, Sir, goddamn who the I like big, Sir Mix Lot. He has a song, uh, pop, my Posse's on Broadway. Love it, love that song. And he has Posse on Boulder Crest that has like a similar beat to it. Look, here I'll play it for y'all. Don't be mad at me if you don't like it. <laughs> I know sometimes y'all say, yeah, I want to hear like some of the songs that you reference because I don't know what they are and I don't sometimes want to look them up. Well, here you go. Uh, I, I don't. It's really bad. Like, really bad. Mike Will made it. Gucci Mash Lady. Me and my gang at home away from home And I already found them in the backseat on the phone It's calling up the posse, it's time to get the ripping And if they get the tripping, then we shoot like the pistons Everybody licking, if you jealous, turn around These 26 inches got us so high off the ground The Fortiano rims, the skinniest Yeah, but this is the actual song If you know, now you know, yeah yeah. My posse's on Broadway. Mm. My posse's on Broadway. Yeah. Me and 
The home away from home in the black Benz limo with my cellular phone. I'm calling up the posse. It's time to get to ripping. I freaking eat sunroof to keep you suckers tripping. Everybody's looking if you're jealous. Turn around. The AMG kick keeps us closer to the ground. We're getting good grip from the 50 series tires. The Alpine's bumping, but I need the volume higher. Cause the 808 kick drum makes the girlies get dumb. Yeah, if you know, like it's 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 a good it's a good track. Uh, it has Pooh Shiesty on the polar posse on Boulder Crest. I just don't like it. I just like it's not as egregious as like the DJ Khaled shit. It's just because I feel like a lot of folks don't know posse on Broadway, especially my age. So it's like you can get away with it more because it's not as like a classic beat, but still, leave it alone. Uh oh yeah, oh, my other point with Push Ice to be on there. I think he's going to jail right now. Like so, I don't know what's going on with that. But I hope Gucci Man does not like bleed this man's career dry. Like putting him on everything all the time. Like I feel like every new Gucci Man track features Push Ice. So I please. Like, don't do, don't make him mimic your career. Please don't make him do that. Because he's already starting to, like, wear a little bit. He's not Lil Baby. Like, Lil, like, Lil Baby really works with the kind of showing up everywhere. Like, I don't mind it. Because he can't do well on his own, in my opinion. As a feature, yeah, he's killing his features. Like, even though... I can't really tell you any quotables from him. I, like, there's no quotables. Um, me personally, but I mean, he's trying to manifest two hundred thousand occasions. So that's about it. Uh, yeah. So Pushaisty though, you know, come on, like, uh, right. that whole his the Shiesty tape. That that's a good ass project. I forgot that came out this year. That might make. That might make a top 10, if not number 11, um, depending on how it goes through. Because, yeah, Back in Blood, Neighbors, um, yeah, man, Memphis shit, cool. Just don't run to the ground, Gucci. Now with the Prophet watching. Huh, seen some shit. I was going to watch The Purge, uh, Forever Purge, today, but... Yeah, I'll pass on it. No, I'll just chill. I'll watch it. Um, Cinemark five dollars Tuesday. I'll watch it then. Uh, Cause I've seen it a lot. So we'll start off with this is pop. This is pop. Just came out. It's a little five six part vignette docu series type thing where it's not. It's like it's like this is money and all the fuck. You no, know, the Netflix has a thing where. They have history of swear words like they're not. It's not a continuous thing, but they're little twenty, thirty, forty, sometimes hour long episodes about a certain thing that fits with an overarching theme of the of the like series. So this is pop is breaking down popular music in um, different facets of it, and so one is on boys to men and their impact on boy bands altogether, like. Before Boys to Men, there was only um, New Edition, really. 
like we're talking about boy like boy bands like boy like again because boy the sad part is when you think about boy bands you think about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and you think about these white ass groups but and this is pop I won't spoil it because it's worth a watch each one is like 40 minutes long in the first episode with the boys the man effect you see that again new edition even they 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 had the blueprint but boys the man set the foundation um, and you you'll hear people from Backstreet and different things come out and explicitly say, "Yeah, we took things from them, both on purpose and on accident." Which I don't know if I could do an accident, but yeah. So that was kind of like sad when you think about where their legacy is. Like I I think Jodeci is better than um, Boys to Men. No, okay, not better. I like Jodeci better, more. But yeah, boys and men, you can't deny they arguably are the greatest R and B group of all time. Uh, so yeah, that the one that caught a lot of popularity is the T Pain clip talking about him being on the plane with Usher. It's really worth a watch because you get to learn about the history of Auto Tune, like the software itself and the man that created Auto Tune and shit. Um, and T Pain, like everyone running them out, like yo, this shit, like at best this shit's cool, but it's just gonna get old quick and. Yeah, then like Usher and all like it. It's a really good watch. Um, shout out T Pain. He was on the Eighty Five South show a couple weeks ago. It's a three hour long episode. He is hilarious and yeah, goat status for real. Uh, there's another one on there about history of festivals. That's pretty cool. Which I will get some preliminary about another movie that I watched two days ago. It made me cry, but that was pretty cool because it was about uh, the human being event, which is like the first festival ever in the United States, a really music festival kind of period. Um, yeah, kind of period in San Francisco. And they had some uh, solid folks up there. I forgot who all came. Uh, the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, you know, some it's hippie shit. And then it spurred the trickle effect of all the con- all the festivals that we see today, um, Woodstock and all those shit. And it was yeah, it was just really cool to kind of see the idea of like putting a whole bunch of musicians together over the course of a day, and then over the course of a weekend, and then you know multiple weekends and shit like that. Uh, Check out This Is Pop on Netflix. It's If you love music like I do, you'll get a good cook out of it. I uh, went to the theater with a good friend saw Zola. If you know anything about Zola, it's from like 2015 or something. Um, on Twitter, a young black girl had tweeted out uh, a crazy story about being a stripper and then going to Florida and being with a pimp and some wild stuff. And so the movie is based off that experience in her life. And she got to get to produce the movies through A24. You know, if you know a thing about A24, that company puts out some of the best films because they're all really edgy. You know, that's the same thing. You know, any company that gives Ari Esther his, uh, his due credit, Ari Esther is uh, Meet the Johnsons. Hereditary, uh, Midsummer. 
So yeah, it obviously Zola is not like that in the sense of <laughs> uh, that's shocking, but it's a hell of a shocking story that is barely dramatized. So yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good it's a good to watch. Like it, it's I didn't know what to expect, but it was just wild enough that I was like, let me check it out. And yeah, it's well acted. I think it's good. Um, so, okay, I'll go. I'll save Summer for Soul last. The last show that I watched was Dirty John. Um, it's a Bravo series, but it's on Netflix now. It's there's two seasons. Second season just came out on Netflix, and the fir- there it's a show about men being terrible creatures with women. The first one. The first season is about John Meehan. They're also both real-life cases that have happened. So John Meehan and Betty Broderick. John Meehan, without spoiling, because they both are told in interesting ways. John Meehan is a man that meets, that's a, you know, says he's a doctor and meets a woman who's a, like, interior designer in Orange County, California, and, you know, wealthy, a whole bunch of white shit. But it's well acted. Uh, dude who played John Meehan is the guy that played Bruce Banner in the original, like two thousand three Hulk. So you know, not um, not my boy, uh, the old Hulk from the nineties, but the one that was in the one off two thousand three Hulk. Uh, yeah, not Luke Ferrigno. <laughs> so he's John Meehan, and you get to, for eight episodes, kind of see this mystery of like, oh, what's going on, with my boy John. Oh, is he tripping? Is she toxic? It, it's a good kind of cautionary tale that's a real tale, though, like a real thing. And, yeah, I have, I'm getting a good friend of mine just kind of reflect that as well, uh, having her watch it as well, saying, like, no, nah, yeah, that shit, like, you know, it, it speaks a lot to real things that women go through. Um, and then the Betty Brodrick one is a different kind of flip where the woman is kind of the central point, but then you have to kind of ask, like, damn, is it is she not right in the head, or, or is it still, like, the patriarchy that's making her kind of mentally unstable? So, yeah, man, it's, it's a cool little thing. It, it feels like a Bravo show. The first season's way better than the second season, but I know far more people who've seen the second season and, like, love it. So maybe, you know, where flows your boat. And the last thing I watched, boy, I tell you now, Summer of Soul. And the surname for it is like, or the, when the revolution could not be televised. I talked about this a couple months ago. Questlove, brother Amir, Questlove Johnson from the Roots, Thompson from the Roots. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this film. Summer of Soul is in theaters. Please go buy a ticket and support the movie. Please do. Summer of Soul, and it's on Hulu, so if you just can't, just go watch it on Hulu. Please just watch the movie. It's about in the year 1969, which is the same year as Woodstock, that same summer in Harlem, New York, there was a 
the Harlem Cultural uh, Harlem Cultural Festival, and for six weekends, not the traditional like one weekend or like Coachella two separate weekends. For fucking six weeks in a row, they had an average of 50,000 people in Mount, uh, I can't think about where, in the upper west side of Harlem. It's kind of like central Harlem, actually. It was right in the middle. Uh yeah, they had over 300,000 people show up over the course of those um, six weeks in Harlem. And it was free to everybody. It was amazing, bro. Like, like watching that shit, because it, it's been stored away in some basement for 50 years until now. And Questlove pretty much just show, showed the concert. Showed the concert and then interviewed some of the artists that are still alive. Um, some attendees that are still alive that you can get, you know, you can track down. And then some, you know, as any documentary, some cultural, like, what's the word, like, experts and shit that could speak to the time. Um, if they weren't there, but they, you know, they're old enough to speak around that time. Um, like, you got Jesse Jackson on there, but Jesse Jackson was there too, so. Al Sharpton. Uh, it's so it's two hours. I didn't. I never wanted to end. Like I, only reason why I was so aware of the time was like I wanted. I want this shit to keep going. Last time I got on here, I told y'all I cried watching um, Nomadland. Man, that shit was cool. Like that. Like it was really good, man. I don't know why it moved me like that. But Summer of Soul, I got I got choked up watching that shit with a whole bunch of old white people again. Is it is it, is there is there a correlation between me and old white people and me crying? What is it? What is it with me and these old white people? Me crying? <laughs> Not for real. Like, it was nothing but old white people in the in the theater, um, and it makes sense because I don't expect anyone my age to have gone to the Broadway Metro here in Eugene. Uh, it's like the local movie theater because I looked up for showings for it because it came out technically Friday. I got to see it Thursday, and they had one showing at 7.50 p.m. on Thursday evening, and the other, like, only other time they were going to show it was, like, at this AMC in Salem somewhere or some shit, or Corvallis, so I was like, yeah, I'll go to the Broadway Metro, and oh, my goodness. It, it just, it really moved me because it showed us, like, the context it shows, again, 1968, you have the riots in Harlem after Dr. King gets assassinated, so now you have Harlem, it's about to blow over, like, it sets the context again, like, the security for the festival was the Black Panthers, like, police presence was there, but they knew, they knew what time it was, like, they was there on some technicality shit, barely, but yeah, Panthers are there in plain clothes and uniform. Man, bro, like you get to see Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, like it it's it's this raw footage that you just like you see us. Like I get I almost get emotional talking about this shit, bro, because of how 
the way I love my blackness and I love black people, the way you get to see us at a time where shit was at odds. But it's like, I, I don't know if that unity is at the forefront of our consciousness anymore. Because they, they go on there again, July 20th. Cause it's like from July, uh, it's like June something through the August or some, uh, yeah, that the festival takes place. Because in the middle of the festival on July 20th uh, is 1969, if you know history. Uh, not saying, kind of saying if you know your history, but just reminding July 20th, 1969, the Apollo mission makes it to the moon. So that's what everyone's talking about. And they, they mentioned that in the middle of the festival and how they interview people. Like they cut like news broadcasts across the country. All these white people like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Go America. Yeah, yeah, this is fucking amazing. And they talk to every single black person that they interview, not just at the festival, but around New York, around the country. And they're all like, people are hungry. Why don't they come to Harlem? Like people are hungry. I don't care. Like we, this festival is way more important to us. And... It was just all candy shit too. Like they wasn't trying to be funny. Like they was just, nah, man, they come on down to, like they even some red fox made an appearance. Like that was hilarious, um, man, bro. Like I don't know if we have that same type of shared consciousness, bro. Like cause again, it wasn't like everybody was on the same vibe. Like some people was cheering, other people you know kind of seemed like it was cool, but it was just so. Again, the fact that it was free. The fact that it was free, that they just put that shit on for the community, and they had David Ruffin at the again, creme de la creme, creme de la creme. They didn't, they didn't cheat, cheat the people. They had, they had a young uh, Gladys Knight in the pips. They, they, they brought them out. They brought them out for everybody to enjoy, and they had. You know, black food carts all around selling. You know, moms had greens pots. You know, selling plates and shit, bro. It just was like it was. It, it touched me and seeing the like the East Harlem, Spanish Harlem come and you know show the Afro, you know, Afro Latino connection. That again, it was about Harlem. It was about. It was about black people. It was about all the poor people having something to be proud of. Um, again, it, it saved the city in a way that it would have went up again. It would have went up again, like in the sense of tensions was high. Um, and they had done the, the festival twice before, but it was never something like that. They had just done, you know, a local thing. Because if you look at the roster for the festival... They had like a a gospel weekend. They had a blues weekend. They had a funk and soul weekend, and they had like a local talent show weekend. So those different things, bro, just speak to how it, it was just an amazing watch. Um, again, seeing all the different expressions. Again, they had uh, I can't think of the brother's name from South Africa. Again, they had um, Puerto Rican groups. It, it was just. It was just the way that they played. That's like it was like we gonna put on a show, we gonna sing, we gonna dance, we gonna put on like it's hot as hell, and 
just also history, historical uh, context of 69 of it's not the 70s yet, but you see people in the crowd, they talk about this shit like bell bottoms, like some brothers had like chapless shirts. Like that makes sense to you if you know history and time later moving forward in 1969. Again, the idea is like they talk about Sly and the family stone that that was revolutionary because again, funk really doesn't happen until the 70s. So in 69, to see a group with a woman playing the trumpet and then singing alongside some white boy on the drums and the way Sly was dressed, this notion of, uh, like, really radicalizing. Like, that's when the fro, like, everyone had fro's out, but, again, that's early because, again, that's 70s work. So, man, yeah, I, I, I just, I, you have to watch it. It's it's absolutely amazing. The segment's been 18 minutes long. 11 out of 10 would recommend Summer of Soul. Black is beautiful. Now I got to give you something sweet to eat. What that be is food for thought, baby. So, the sweetest food for thought. And speaking of food, is that I believe that we can't be upset if you're not eating what you want to eat if you didn't bring anything to the table. Y'all walk us through that again. You, you, I, we cannot be upset that we're not eating what we would like to eat if we didn't bring anything to the table. Um, at the least bit, did you at least set the table? Did you prepare the meal what part did you play um i i've had this conversation with a dear friend of mine about this idea of why i firmly believe in collaboration and unity and we set minds um we mindseted relationships particularly and especially within romantic relationships because um, similarly to this table analogy, it's the idea that if you don't co-construct a house with your partner, don't be upset when you feel like your partner owns the house and you just pay rent there. Because it's my house. You, did, you, you didn't put up any walls. You didn't put together any door frames. Um, and look, even if someone has well-meaning intentions, it's the idea still Like, you take pride over the things that you've done. And it's like, well, you didn't have a problem when I put the roof like that. I, again, if you're, with, if you're in a healthy position with someone who cares and loves about you unconditionally, they're going to want input. They're going to want you to pick out the wallpaper and the floor. But if you don't do that and you just go along with the flow and just expect to be, like, catered to at some point, no. That's how if you're you're dealing with someone who is unhealthy or, you know, God forbid, a bit more on the uh, abusive and harmful side where those things are unfortunately crash course necessary. Because we all play a role in our lives. Like we have choices to make. Some shit, like I was having a conversation with my good friend Sophia, the other... Uh, we have multiple conversations over this past year, really. 
but just about suffering and necess- you know, the necessity of it and you know, two philosophers philosophizing. But absolutely, some things are inevitable. And even if we're on an inevitable uh, course at times, we can control the speed in which we go and all the whatnot. But to stay with the um, specifics and stay within the frame of don't be upset you're not eating what you want if you didn't bring anything to the table. Hey, I know my palate's limited. So if I know I have needs, I like if you don't know, you, again, we, we talk about this from day one. We're going to talk about to my the breath is on my body. If you don't know yourself, you're not going to know how to be in, 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 on a team, in a relationship, to be the best in any place, um, unless you're just playing a role. If you're playing a role, then for sure, like it's, it's pretend, it's play play. If, I mean, you, can, you can be a wife, you can be a husband, you can be an employee, you can be, you know, whatever it may be. But when it all comes tumbling down, when she gets tested, you ain't even gonna know what to like lean on, rely on, or tap into because you're just such and such as husband. You're just such and such as son. You're just such and such as, you know, supervisor, whatever the fucking case is. So bring some to bring what you want to the table. Like if you want some type of way for your partner to show up for you, bring that to the table. And if it's something that you're working towards, like if you don't know, if you don't have too many solid, if you feel as though you don't have too many solid things to bring to the table, set the table. Like set it, do, do your part. Because in, in this case, you can't just wash the dishes. Cause it's, a, it's a long meal. It's a long meal. So doing the dishes is a whole separate point. Like doing the dishes is like accountability. Like almost goes without saying, like we both gonna be at the, at the sinks together. So, cause if you're not there, we definitely ain't gonna like work. If you if you didn't bring shit to the table and you didn't do the dishes, oh yeah, you wildin'. Like <laughs> you are a jump off. Uh, but I won't lament. I just come on, y'all. Let, let's construct the realities that we wish to have. Again, we can't. It's a it's a a human full error to believe that we have that much control over. All the you know all the things that can and will happen, but what isn't? Um, that's why I say you can't delay. You can't block. You only delay a blessing because what's for you is for you. And and you have all you. We all have a choice to make, and you get to choose the best one for yourself. So again, we cannot be upset that we're not eating what we want to eat. And we didn't bring anything to the table. On that note, if you feel like wasting time, baby, come waste some time with me. Brent Fayez, Abby Dre Graham, uh, Wasting Time, produced by the Neptunes. Uh, happy birthday to my mom tomorrow. And uh, go buy something on on the shop. Go buy something on the shop. Patreon, y'all got the y'all got the exclusive code. You use your quarter off. On that note, I love y'all. Thank y'all, and we'll be back. One out.
You can't even sit in peace Cause all of these niggas be on you I'm just saying I can be yeah. The one that you call and you talk to, girl I'll share my world with you If you're gonna waste your time If you gonna Who's giving you what you need to waste your time with me? You could have all the space All that you need It's no pressure for me If you got time to waste Waste it with me The starter kit, plenty things kind of life, but none of them is a thought of it. New piece around my neck, his chess games. Cause shorty stay with calculated moves like Beth Harmon. Swear I'm more purple rain prince than Prince Charming. Disappointment, I stay expecting it. The pessimist gold medalist flush the magnums just so they not collecting my specimens. Damn. The way she with Poppy, man, you would think she's a veteran on remembrance. Cleaning lady sweep the room daily for all the evidence of everything I ever did. Do they have a pool there? Do they have a gym there? You used to do skincare, but now you do swimwear. Your ex-roommate got a condo that's downtown, but she got no furniture in her crib. I've been there. Checkmate, even though you hate that I even check, I still get an E for effort. Only time I played it back and forth is a Leah record. If I let you talk first and nobody is speaking second, fluent in passive aggression, that's why you acting dismissive. Hearing me out for once will require you actually listen. Damn. The boy is back, I never turn my back I just slapped them, so now all that they see is my back Say that damn Maybach bands with me in the back When I wasn't accurate, I still couldn't clean up my act Whenever I tell the truth, you feel like you being attacked But that come with being attached, so how about we leave it at that? If you gonna waste your time Then waste your time with me You can have all the 